This is the Elevate Church Podcast. For a list of messages and for all updates about events and more information, check out our Instagram, Facebook, or visit elevate.city. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Here's today's message. These are our papers. We own the Wellspring building, everybody. I signed. Come on, give it up for Jesus. It's just so good. So good. God is so good. He's so stinking faithful. God is so, 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 so good. And if anybody tells you anything different, say, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Our God is good. He's so good. He's so faithful. He never, ever, ever, ever fails. Ever fails. Man, only took like nine months. I think some of you are like, yeah, sure. Whatever, Pastor Jeff. Yeah, prayer nights, we're praying every Sunday, talking about it, believing it. But that's what faith is. Faith is the substance of things unseen. I'll never forget. We went with the elders over to that building. We walked in. We came right back here, and I looked at them. I said, what do you think? And every one of them said, yes, this is, this is it. This is it. This is what God has in store for us. And they all left that night, and I was just praying in here. I'll never forget so, so vividly. I could just, in, in prayer, I just had this vision, and I saw an angel of the Lord come down, and he marked off the whole territory, and he put this flag, an Elevate Church flag, in the ground. He says, the Lord says, this is yours. Nine months ago, that's what faith is. You stand, you believe, you trust the Lord. That's what faith was when we moved to Cincinnati. We knew none of you. We had no idea what God wanted to do. Aren't you glad the best is yet to come? Amen. The best is yet to come. So today we're finishing a series called Grateful. Uh, It's the last uh, part. We're going to talk about Paul and Silas. So if you got a Bible, why don't you pull out your Bible? If you got the Bible app, pull out the Bible app. We're going to go to the book of Acts, chapter uh, 16, verse 16, verse through 34. Uh, If you don't have it, we'll have it on the screen uh, for you this morning. Verse 16, so one day they were going down to a place of prayer. We met a servant girl who had a spirit that enabled her to tell the future. Um, Can I just say this? Sometimes I think in in modern-day church, when we start hearing language about spirits and demons and things like that, I think we all get like a little, you know, odd or weird um, but the reality is there's a very real reality of, of these two spiritual worlds. Uh, the book of Galatians says that these two forces are constantly fighting for the affections of our soul. They're fighting for who we are. And, 
and, and I want to make this abundantly clear. When we talk about the enemy or the devil or, or spirits or that, listen, Jesus has authority over it all, okay? And there is nothing for us to ever fear. The name of Jesus is strong and it's mighty and it's powerful, and we can always use the name of Jesus. And we're going to see that uh, in this story here today. Verse 17 says, she followed Paul and the rest of them shouting, these men are servants of the, of the most high God, and they have come to tell you how to be saved. Darkness hates light, always. Darkness always hates light. Verse 18, this went on, for, uh, this went on day after day until Paul got so exhausted that he turned her and said to the demon with him, in her, I command you in the name of Jesus to come out of her. And instantly it came out of her. Why? Because... The enemy has to bow to the name of Jesus because Jesus defeated the enemy, okay? All right? And then he gave us authority in the name of Jesus to use his authority, okay? Isn't that cool how God did for us, okay? Verse 19, her master's hopes of wealth were shattered. So they grabbed Paul and Silas and drug them before the authorities of the marketplace. The whole city was in an uproar before these Jews. They shouted to the city officials, these, these are teachings, they are teaching customs that are legal for us Romans to practice. A mob quickly formed against Paul and Silas, and the city officials ordered them to be stripped and beaten with wooden rods. Verse 23. They were severely beaten. They were thrown into prison. The jailer ordered them to make sure they didn't escape. Verse 24. The jailer put them in the inner, inner dungeon, collapsed their feet into the stocks. And then verse 25. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the others were listening. Suddenly, there was a massive earthquake. The prison was shaken to its foundation. All the doors immediately flew open. The chains of every prisoner fell off. In verse 27, the jailer woke up and the prison doors were open and he assumed the prisoners had escaped, so he drew his sword to kill himself. But Paul shouted out, stop, don't kill yourself, we are all here. The jailer called for the lights and ran into the dungeon and fell before them, before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out, and he said, Sir, what must I do to be saved? This is such an incredible story, and, and we're in this series called Grateful, and we're learning from biblical examples how to live a life of gratitude. That is something that is just huge in my soul. It's huge in our home. It's something huge that we talk to our boys about all the time, being grateful, thankful for everything that God is doing in our life, all the way down from the little tiniest things all the way to the large things. We want to praise and give God honor all the time. First uh, Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 says, always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for those who belong to Christ Jesus. Listen, Paul and Silas in this story is literally living this out before us, okay? He is living out what it means to be thankful in all circumstances, in all positions. So we're going to learn some truths today from the story, and, uh, and then we're going to celebrate at the end of service. Amen? Isn't that good? All right, number one is this. One day, the Bible says in verse 16, the first two words says, one day. 
Okay, one day they were going down to the place of prayer. We met a slave girl who had a spirit that enabled her to tell the future. The Bible says one day that God gave them an opportunity. Okay? I love every word in the Bible is there for an exact reason. So the Lord wants us to see this, that one day he gave them an opportunity, just like Jesus gave the disciples. Matthew chapter 10, uh, verse 5 through 8, it says, Jesus sent out the following with the instructions. Do not go among the Gentiles or any of the towns of Samaria. Go to the lost sheep of Israel. As you go, proclaim this message that the kingdom of heaven is here, near. Verse 8, heal the sick, raise the dead. Cleanse those who have leprosy. Drive out demons freely you've received and freely you give. Matthew uh, 28, verse 19 through 20. Therefore, go make disciples of all nations. Praise God for that, of every single nation in the earth. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. Paul and Silas had an opportunity. It was the same opportunity that Jesus gave the disciples, and it's the same opportunity that he gives us today in 2019. Go tell people about my goodness. Go share the gospel. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Speak to the enemy. Cast him out. The Bible says Jesus went around doing good, healing all who were sick and oppressed by Satan. Meaning this, that Jesus has victory over death, hell, and the grave. He has victory over demonic things. He has victory over depression. He has victory in every situation that people are dealing with. And we, the people of God, are called with an opportunity to go reach them in Jesus' name. The same opportunity. It's a big opportunity, but the question is this. Will you be grateful on that one day? Will you be grateful when that one day shows up and God gives you that one day? He gives you that one opportunity. I think a lot of us, if we are in Paul and Silas's shoes, many of us would think, well, that's a job for somebody else. It's not a job for me. I'm just a, I'm just a small believer. I hear this. This is, this is where I think a lot of us would think. I don't have enough experience. You know? We need somebody in need. We meet somebody that really desperately needs Jesus. We instantly think, oh, I don't have enough experience. I don't know enough. I didn't go to Bible college. I don't know the Bible well enough. I don't have enough experience. Or we think, you know, I don't have enough time or I don't have enough money or I'm so busy with my job or I'm busy with my family, my friends, or I'm busy with raising my kids, in which I totally understand all these things. Or we think um, I, I will help once my life calms down or I'll help when my kids get older, or I'll help uh, when I feel good about myself and my own soul. And God brings these one days to us, okay? And we have these mindsets that, hey, this is really for somebody else to do. This is somebody else's opportunity. This is somebody else's job. I'm not qualified to do this. Listen, Paul hated Christians. Paul murdered Christians. You want to talk about somebody that wasn't qualified to work in the kingdom of God? 
God brings us our one day, and God says, listen, I need my people to step up and take their one day, take their one moment. I need my people to be my hands and feet in this earth, in this time, in this day, in this moment, because people are lost, and people need Jesus, and people are hungry. That's why you're here today. Listen, can we, can we just talk for a second? Did you see the picture of the boat that was in here? Okay? There was a boat in here, okay? It had, Matt, it said what? It said C-note. C it was the C-note boat, okay? Listen, do you know that out here in the foyer, okay, the foyer is packed, okay? There's not, I, I mean, listen, there is all of humanity out here in the foyer right now. There is men, women, children, all different races, all different people. Uh, the foyer is packed, okay? Why? 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 Because people are hungry. People are hungry. People are hungry for the things of God. People are hungry for something real. People are hungry for love. People are hungry for community. People are hungry. They're hungry. And God has given us an opportunity. He's hand-delivered an opportunity to us. Elevate Church, his church. This is his church. This is not Jeff Workmeister's church. This is Jesus Christ's church. It's been his church from day one. It will always be his church. Okay? But he's given us an opportunity just like Paul and Silas, just like the disciples, he says, here's your one day. Here's your one day. And I need my people to step up. I need people that will love children. You know what I can't wait for? I can't wait to meet the little old ladies or, or people in children's ministry or the people who took care of me when I was growing up because I was a brat. Okay, I mean, I was just a straight-up brat. I was a kid, I promise you, like my, I had to sit in the front row all the time at church. I remember one time we were singing this old song, Jehovah Jireh, my provider's grace is sufficient for me, for me, for me. You know, remember that? If you grew up in church, you know what I mean? And I was excited, and I was like, you know what? Today's the day I'm going to crawl under the seats, you know what I mean? And I crawled all through the church, and people's legs were getting hit, you know. And, man, I got whipped that day after church. Okay, okay. So, listen, but I am so grateful that there was people who taught me about Jesus. I'm so, yeah, if they could only see what God has done in my life. And you know what? They have a part in it. That's what I love. They have a part. When, when they get to heaven, Jesus is going to go, well done. Well done, my faithful servant. Look, look, because you served that kid, you had no idea the anointing I had in his life. You had no, listen, when we take care of these kids in children's ministry, we have no idea what they're going to do in the earth. But God has a destiny, a plan, and a purpose for why they're on the earth. Listen, when you, when you come in and you're on the welcome team and you welcome somebody and you make them feel a part of this community, you make them feel a part of our body, you have no idea what that means to somebody. Listen, when you make a pot of coffee, how many of you are thankful for the coffee on Sunday mornings? You're like, oh, praise Jesus. Look, somebody got here early and made coffee, you know? 
We had a bunch of people here making balloons yesterday, you know. Adam went and got a donut wall for us yesterday. Praise the Lord for the donut wall. I love, we have creative people, we have tech people. John, my man John. You have no idea how thankful I am for John. John Thompson works for the largest AV company in Ohio, okay? He works like six, sometimes seven days a week. And this dude is just, this dude has been so faithful to Elevate Church. People come in and go like, how do you have all this cool tech stuff? I'm like, John Thompson, man, this dude's a G. Listen, there's something about, God gives us all different gifts and talents. And God goes, here's your one day. I need you. Listen, I love everything that Jesus has done in the last three years. But it is just the beginning. It is just the beginning. I, I, I just, I, I, I warn you all. When we, I warn you all in Jesus' name right now. When we open up, when we open up that church, I guarantee you in the first year, it's going to be like, it's just going to be like a, like a race. People are going to be flooding from everywhere. Okay, me and Ryan were talking about this. Billy Graham, right? Billy Graham, Billy Graham could predict how many people were going to be converted based upon the size of the building and how many volunteers they had. To, to a T, right? How many, how many they, they had prepared volunteers for the night and the size of the venue. They could predict what God was going to do. Listen, God's not giving us more just so that we can have more space. God's giving us more to us more people to reach. But he needs us. Does that make sense? He needs us to be involved. So here's the deal. You got to sign up for next. We need you. We need you. We desperately, desperately need you so that we can fulfill all that God has done. I'm telling you, when we celebrate year five, we're going to be like, what in the world? This thing started in Morrow, Ohio, and in my house, and Look what God has done. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be wild. One day. The one day is now. God's one day is right now in Jesus' name. Point number two is this. Paul and Silas were comfortable being uncomfortable. They were comfortable being uncomfortable. Listen, God is okay with you being uncomfortable at times, Okay? Ask me how I know in Jesus' name, okay? Did you see that sad face that Matt had, Matt had in our garage? He's doing tables in our garage. He's wondering if he has a future. Will this church take off? He definitely didn't have Elena, that's for sure, you know? <laughs> Praise God for Elena bringing joy to Matt's life, you know? God's okay with you being uncomfortable. It says this, a, a mob quickly formed against Paul and Silas, and the city officials ordered them to be stripped and beaten with wooden rods. Verse 25, around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns. Anybody ever got beaten when you were growing up? Yeah, come on, let's just be real. Okay, listen, it happened every Sunday for me, okay? It was, it was a thing every Sunday. I'll never forget one time. I, my, I, my grandma said something to me, and I laughed at her, and, um, and so she, like, took her hand and hit me with her hand, and then I even laughed more, because I was just, like, old enough. 
that woman, she pulled out an extension cord out of the wall and, and started, started tagging me, okay? I mean, tagging me. I wasn't laughing anymore, okay? Listen, these guys are beaten, severely beaten with wooden rods. Then taken to the inner dungeon, which if you go to, like, Jerusalem, if you go to the Middle East and you find some of these old inner dungeons, we're talking about they're no more than like four feet tall. Locked down. Here's Paul and Silas praying and singing hymns to God. They are comfortable being uncomfortable. Okay? And sometimes God's going to put us into some positions where he's going to go, listen, I need you to have all of your hope and trust in me. I don't remember your name, but the Lord told me very clearly, everything is just fine. It's uncomfortable, but it's okay. He's got a great plan for you and your family. He's got it all worked out. There is nothing to fear in Jesus' name. Now listen, there's going to be times where you're going to be uncomfortable. And that's okay. God's going, I'm okay with that because you have to rely 100% on me. We don't like that as humans. We like relying on our bank accounts and our jobs, and we like relying on security, and we like relying on insurance plans and 401ks, and when the market goes up and it goes down, we, we don't like that. Human nature is like, ugh, ugh, you know what I mean? We don't, we don't like that, okay? Listen, but God's okay with it because when you are in that season, being comfortable, being uncomfortable, you are growing and maturing as believers in Christ. And then what happens is this. When somebody comes into our body, when somebody comes into our community and they are going through a season of struggle and hardship or a trial, you're going, you know what? It's all good. It's all good. I see my God. He is so faithful. He is so faithful. And I promise you, we'll get to the other side together. We'll go there together. God is really, really good at his job, really good. It's okay. Listen, I promise you, when I signed this document that day, Ryan, Ryan Earl was with me. And, man, I'm just so grateful for Ryan Earl. I, listen, you have no idea how many hours Ryan Earl has sowed in the last nine months and just given the church wisdom. God, God gave Ryan Ertle, this amazing wisdom and understanding to understand contracts and language, and, and, and he has saved Elevate Church a great, great deal of time and money. And, and, and we're there, we're there together signing these papers, and I mean, I mean I'm just like, I mean, I'm just so nervous. Why? I have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. All this is bigger than me now. There was a day and a time in my house, it, you know, we were small. It, it's funny, when you're small, all you want is to be big. But then when you're big, you're like, oh, man, it was really nice being small. <laughs> you know? I have to be okay with, with being uncomfortable because if I'm okay being uncomfortable, guess what? 
others are listening. The Bible says that they were singing hymns and praying, and the others were listening. The others were listening. Okay? So when people see the goodness of God in your life, then they go, I want that. That's why the jailer goes, what do I need to be saved? Because there's something real. There's something real in you. Point number three is this. I'm grateful for suddenlies. The verse 26, Acts chapter 16, verse 26 says, Suddenly, suddenly, there was a massive earthquake, and the prison was shaken to its foundation, and all the doors immediately flew open, and their chains of every prisoner fell off. Suddenly. Our God is a God of breakthrough. Our God is a God of suddenly moments. Our God is a God that heals. Our God is a God that responds to us. Our God is a God that restores the broken. Our God is a God of the impossible. Our God does incredible things. There's nothing in this world. There's nothing in your life. There's nothing in your body. There is nothing that is too large for God to deal with. Nothing. And all he's looking for us is to go, I trust you. I put all my chips into you. You got this, God. You're the creator of the heavens and the earth. You're the creator of all my days. You know the beginning, the middle, the end. And God, you've got me. And the coolest thing is when you see these suddenly moments happen, not somewhere else, but right here. Right here. Right in what God's doing here. Why don't you go ahead and watch this video real quick. December 2002, um, Joaquin and I met and we became like instant best friends. When her and I, we got married, um, she had Jaden. And Jaden instantly into my life, it was a blessing because I remember praying to the Lord that um, one of my dreams, it was to, um, I was ready to have a family. We, uh, we had Gracie, and when, um, when Reese found out that she was pregnant, doing her pregnancy, um, we actually find out that um, they were giving her a 60% um, chance that she would come out with some type of um, problem. I remember that um, Joaquin um, started journaling, and um, he wrote every single day that that he was thankful to God because our daughter will be healed and Gracie was born and she was a perfectly healthy baby. Here we were on August 2017. We bought our house, our second house here in Liberty Township. And even though there were a lot of good news going on personally inside of me, um, I was going through a very bad depression um, during all these years in, in Ohio. We always felt like we were outsiders. Um, we always felt that 
there was not a sense of belonging in a place and um, after a while that gets to you really deep and um, I started questioning my purpose in life and I started questioning God. So when we got to Cincinnati, um, I was I started to deal with a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress. My drinking problem became really bad, and um, I started drinking, you know, hard liquor, you know, every day, and it was um, it, that was my way, I guess, to ignore everything. I just reached my point of the lowest point of desperation. That's when I started looking for churches. And um, when we found Elevate, it was something extraordinary because I never felt the love of God like so genuinely working in a place. So then next Friday was dinner parties and it was awesome. I mean, like they treated us like they always knew us. They were interested in, 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 in us, you know, in our story and what we have to tell. And um, it was very personal, right? And our kids actually, um, they told us, we love this church, we want to come back. And when I heard even my son Jaden telling me that, um, I was like, this is it, there's no way around it. We knew that we needed a place to grow and to get rooted and for God to build us up, right? And for you to heal and all of that. We became part of the welcome team too. We wanted to do the same thing and give back. We hear the same stories, you know, of people joining, um, of having the same sense and we can say, I know exactly how you feel. We and have then, community now. Yeah. We have friends. But we saw God starting to restore and heal within ourselves. Mm -hmm. We started communicating better. We just love that we're part of this family. Excited. Yeah, Elevate is our family. Yeah. That's just the way it is. Give it up for God. Isn't he just so awesome? What's your favorite guys to come up? You know what I love about that story? Me and Jess were, we were on vacation, actually, the first week that Reese and Joaquin came and, um, Somebody, uh, I remember who somebody called me and said, hey, this Puerto Rican family came to the church. And I was like, praise God, some Puerto Ricans in the church. Let's go. You have no idea how excited I am to have a multicultural church. It's what heaven looks like. It's what heaven looks like. I remember I met Reese and Joaquin that Friday night. We got back from vacation. I went to dinner party. I met Reese and Joaquin. And I think they were like just overwhelmed by like the love they were receiving. And I think they were a little skeptical at first of like, hey, there's a lot going on. And we could tell they were just so hungry. They were desperate. You know what I love about God? He's the God of suddenness. He can take this, this place we're at in life and he can flip it. He can flip it. 
I remember Taka, when I, when I got saved, Taka said to me, he goes, you can move as fast as you want with the Lord, or you can move as slow as you want with the Lord. It's totally up to you. And Reese and Joaquin, man, they just, they were just so hungry, so desperate. They were like, we'll, we'll take any help. We'll take financial help. We'll take married help. We'll take friends. We'll take anything. We are just so hungry for things to change in our life. It was eight months ago. It was eight months ago. Their marriage is strong. Their finances are, are getting amazing. I'll never forget the first Sunday. They were way in the back, and they grabbed me, and they said, today, we're going to tithe, Pastor Jeff. They said, we don't know how, but we're going to do it. We're going to tithe. We're going to trust the Lord. Eight months. Eight months. Eight months. Now they're on the welcome team. We have a dinner party at their house. Two weeks ago, we had a dinner party at their house. Suddenly, suddenly, these moments, suddenly. Listen, God has suddenly moments in this church for you and your family. God has suddenly moments for people we've never met before. God has these suddenly moments where your whole entire life is changed. The foundation, it's like an earthquake that happens. And the foundation of your life and your soul is shaken. And God goes, here we go. Here we go. Are you ready? Are you ready for this journey? Are you ready? Because we're going to go somewhere great. Amen? God is so good. I'm so thankful for God's grace. I'm so thankful for God's goodness. I'm so thankful for what he's doing in here. It's just, it's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. I was praying the other day, and I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I want to see people walk out of wheelchairs at our church. Listen, we can't have what we don't contend for in prayer. So I contended for a long time that we would be a multicultural church. We couldn't have it until I prayed for it. Amen? We can't have what we don't expect. Listen, Jesus said, go heal the sick. Bring the captives freedom. Bring them joy. Baptize them. Listen, I can't wait to baptize people at the new building. Man, when we baptized last time, man, I think the water was like 30 degrees, wasn't it? I mean, it was, it was for a reason. We're going to have our baptism there. I can't wait to baptize people. I can't wait to get people filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. I can't wait to see people, people full of the presence of Jesus, living the victorious life. That's why we do this. There is no other reason why we do this. Trust me, there are way, way easier jobs for me to do. Okay? We do this for people to find freedom in Jesus. Amen? God is good. God is just so good. So good. Thanks for listening to Elevate Church Podcast. We'd love to have you join us for service on Sundays or at a dinner party on Friday nights. Check out our Facebook, Instagram, or website at elevate.city for more information.